I have. I told you I have the Def Leppard underwear. Um, not wearing them today. Spiritually, but it's the it's the British flag. You know, like the guy, wore, the drummer wore the shorts like through his whole career. I, I, bl- I believe I cackled and laughed when he told me this on the yeah, podcast. I have told I've never you. heard okay. about this. Before. Probably during the Def, Def Leppard episode. The, we have a Def Leppard episode. <laughs> I mean, technically, the Def Leppard episode. The, <laughs> is on fire my love for this show <laughs> gearbuds podcast episode 185 that's a freaking cool number We're climbing up there baby my name's henry his name's dave Hello. this is our show this is the asmr episode it's late we had the time change it's dark. It's late on a Thursday, which we don't typically nope. do. We've had, we've done it recently one one or two times maybe. Yeah, a couple. Dude, there's these little. I it's fucking driving me, me insane. No, there's been like two little flies, and I I can't. I don't know what to do about it. And it's, I might lose my mind. Anywho, well, let's do this we'll show. Symphony of corrections. Let's get into it. And here's your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes. And also, uh, I, you know, we can't really get into it yet, but some tone tubes is getting out in the wild with some people that we've maybe even talked about on this show all the time. That's crazy. Pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah, maybe more to come on that. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this, folks. Thank you. Thanks for putting us in your ears. And follow us on the stuff. Subscribe on the stuff. Email us at the stuff. Gearbuds podcast at gmail.com. And if you reach out, we'll maybe give you a shout out. Uh, I, I, this is where I normally been plugging my GearBuds page on reverb, reverb.cam, but uh, stuff is selling. So, congratulations on the sale today. Yeah, it was a big one. Very cool. Uh, yeah, I felt, felt good about it, folks. And, uh, I, you know, it's, it's tacky to talk about numbers, but I'll just yeah. say I doubled my investment. Yes. And if you're paying close attention, to the GearBuds <laughs> you may notice we've what's got on. we've got there's like a Reddit of truthers right. on, of GearBuds truthers <laughs> uh, subreddit, no uh, and I gotta say I got z- zero hits on the Sweetwater. I did I did a Sweetwater oh, listing. I didn't push it on the show yet because it was like a, a fresh thing. Yeah. but uh, I got there were some watchers, but no no no. Do bites. they have the metrics? I you know I don't know if I, I deleted the listing. I don't know if okay. they're still available. But when you go to the site, yeah, like it sh- it tells yeah. you like how many people have viewed and that it's, sort of thing. It's cool though for us gearbuds that you tried it. You put something up there. I tried it. You know, it's good to know what they offer and how uh, how it all works. It was a smooth yeah a smooth upload and everything. I think they got the experience right. I, you know, I definitely wasn't going to get my proceeds in Sweetwater bucks, uh, which. By the way, I, I actually did make. God, there's that's dude. It's driving me so nuts. fucking crazy. I know it's been after me all day. Um, lost it. Was uh, Sweetwater bucks. Oh yeah. So I actually bought something on Sweetwater this week for the first time. I don't know if it's ever, but it's certainly within like the last decade. I just haven't had any reason to buy anything on Sweetwater, and within one day, they called me twice left a voicemail and sent me a text message not a robo text yeah a personalized yep. text was from it, a person was it logan i don't know okay i don't know i didn't reply he calls me it. like every once in a while too. it'll continue it's a little aggressive I, th- th- does anyone like unsolicited phone calls ever do people maybe if you're a hundred so i don't answer it because i don't 
I don't have it like saved in my phone. So I'll just see out of state, you know, whatever it's, right. Indi- you know, Fort Wayne or whatever. So I just don't answer it. And then I'll get the voicemail. He's like, what's up, Dave? It's Logan. Just wondering if you need any sweet gear. We got this new blah, blah, blah for sale. It's uh 20% off and stuff. Do you need He's, any sweet I mean, gear? look, the guy's doing his job. You know, I'm not going to hate on him for it. But uh, I literally bought, I think the reason he's following up, I bought like, like picks or something. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even like a big purchase. I could see, you know, you buy a guitar and they're like, hey man, we got these amps on sale. We got cables, you know, this kind of stuff. But it was all like, yeah, I didn't buy that much stuff. Well, you know? we'll see. It was a really sweet deal on a Bogner uh, Harlow boost. That's pedal. right. So can you talk more about it or do you want to wait till you well, get why it? Why don't we just wait till like the, it arrives and I have some time. But it's, I'm, it's, a, it's a pedal that I've been interested in trying for yeah. a long time. Never have actually spent time with it. But a lot of really wonderful guitar players, including Tosin Abasi, play it. So yeah. I bought a pedal too this week. Dave also got a pedal this week. You've been on a. You've been. You. I gotta say, stay in your freaking lane, bud. I know. You've been. You've I'm, been buying too many dirt and fuzz pedals. And all I'm of a walking in a like strange territory for a bass player. What'd right you get? Uh, I got a another Stompworks. It's my third Stompworks. You are the Chicago Stomp, bro. and it is the Maestro fuzz pedal. So based the on MF. Z1 some sorts some shit like that I put it back in the box yeah we we tried it out though I think it sounds cool um it's a very you know what it is it's a meat and potatoes yeah fuzz or dirt it's not and it's like it's it has fuzzy elements but it also has distortiony elements Mm -hmm. to me I would say it's somewhere in that because it's an old old design yeah simple design two knobs you know volume tone whatever Mm -hmm. so I yeah I mean I I think it's cool it's a cool pedal. Uh, I actually used it on bass last night. It sounded pretty good. And then I hadn't played it on guitar, so I decided to bring it over, save it for the episode. So, um, save it for I, the I like I like Stompworks, man. I think you know they sell sub eighty dollar pedals, and I think they're a great company from Chicago. I, I'm going to make you if you can. If you're going, oh, I don't know if you're going to be around them. I was going to say if you had if you had all three of your Stompworks pedals, take a little glamour shot mm. for the app. I don't know if you're going to have them around. I have time. Maybe you know, we'll, we'll get that one on. Yeah, there, we'll get sure. there somewhere. I know it is funny because I have the gray spec, the Civil War uh, clone, obviously clone, and then now this Maestro fuzz, which I like. Like you said, it's a subtle one. I bought it kind of more for home use, just jamming through the mm-hmm. through the practice amp. Um, Always cheap, nice and affordable, well made. I feel like they're well made. It's light, so it doesn't feel very well, like yeah, it's, you know, you wouldn't throw there's it. There's not at a lot going on in that inside that box. Yeah, mostly if air. If an intruder but, came in, I wouldn't hit him in the head with it. That's for sure. Maybe throw fourteen of them in a sock and swing <laughs> yeah, that at right. Uh, so yeah, that's. Yeah. What I would. Uh, I wanted to ask. Uh, do you have a favorite so far? Of yeah, three? I think. I think right now it's the Big Muff clone for the Civil War clone because it's. Um, it has an extra knob, and like we were, <laughs> we were talking about, you know, you've got your volume. You've got, I guess it's a, it's not labeled, so it's kind of, you know, kind of have to play with it. It's just volume, tone, and, and, fuzz and distortion. Just, yeah. yeah, so wet or whatever you want to call it. But um, I, that one's wet. great for bass. It's nice. The gray spec was kind of the first one I got, though, so yeah. it's close to my heart. So I kind of want to set them up on the pedal board so they're both usable in different circumstances, which I'm learning. I'm learning it all. You'd use, it, use them in every situation. You know what you should do? Mm-hmm. Use them all together. I did not even try that last night. All tree. Believe it or not. String them up. Dang. All right, maybe next time. With uh, Chardog's AC30 and your yeah. last Paul. I like that. <laughs> I like it. I like it so much. Going back to the ASMR, we're going to go back to some more freaking stuff for the symphony. This is going to be a beefy symphony because, or maybe I'll even push some of this just into the in, into future gear. There's a lot to talk about cool. today, Dave. I love it. I like that we did riff. You, in the symphony, man. That's what it's oh, all about. dude, we we, we got it, the licks. Nasty. 
Did you see anything about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction? No. Well, that happened this week. I don't think that they didn't like televise it or anything yet, but they you know recorded it yeah. and whatnot. And a bunch of stuff happened, uh, as always. You know, people do things at a thing. But I noticed that there was Lionel Richie and Dave Grohl doing a rendition of Easy, where uh, Grohl played the solo. Didn't I actually didn't watch the performance yet? I just saw the headline for it. So if you're interested in such things, I'm not sure. In the in the article, it said that. He was playing a Trini Lopez, but I'm not sure if they're just mistaken and it's actually his signature and they just think it's a Trini. So was it was it like Guitar Player magazine or something? Uh, I think it might have been Guitar World that I saw it. So I feel like they would they should be on top of that. I feel like that. they should be on top of that. Also, they did a really cool thing where they had both original members of Jews Priest, or both guitarists, I should say, uh, what is it, KK Downing and Glenn Tipton, and then the new guy all do this like power trio deal cool so that was sweet that's very cool. oh, okay downing that's who it is um so that's pretty cool uh but the reason i bring it up the main reason i bring up the rock and roll hall of fame thing is that there's some gear to talk about and it's via just definitely one one of my favorite gales and i think yours as well uh miss dolly parton yeah she played a new song because she was inducted in the rock and roll hall of fame because she's such a badass she wrote a new song specifically about how she didn't think that she was rock and roll but it's like Huh. Now she's now she is That's pretty cool uh, because she got inducted. And here's here's the reason I'm mostly excited about, other than the fact that I just truly love Dolly Parton. Oh, the, by the way, the song is just called "Rockin'." She's <laughs> she's kept it real simple. Uh, she played a mini travel guitar, totally bejeweled. Oh, she sweet. played the, a, a Mitchell. It turns out it's an MM100, a mini scale that literally only costs $99 new. It's an electric? Electric guitar. Really? And then, you know, it was basically just like covered and bedazzled. I love it. Uh, it's a all 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 white all white finish souped up by way of an all-encompassing rhinestone body design. That fits perfectly. Though. So I, uh, I just love that she's just like, I could have literally any guitar. I could, I could call up anyone and ask them oh, for yeah. their personal guitar yeah. and they would give it to me. I'm just going to get a Mitchell covered in jewels and call it a day. Man. Yeah, she's actually a pretty good guitar player, too. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. She's yeah. been doing it since before you were glimmering your mummer and dad or side. <laughs> I would say underrated, though, from in most in most cases. I think she's underrated in everything that you yeah, could possibly really say is. about her. She's talking about trying to make a, an actual rock record now and is like, fuck y'all, I'm going to try to recruit everyone, including Jimmy Page and Robert Plant. Like she fuck, actually said I mean, that. If anybody does, you know. So I, I really hope that that happens. I love it. Very excited about that. Uh, also uh, noticed in a completely different uh, turn of events that uh, Polyphia, who I think just do some of the coolest guitar stuff. That's quite a transition right, right there. Dolly Parton and Polyphia. I like it. <laughs> Tell me another podcast where you get that line Exactly. Uh, they, I just got the uh, press release. They signed a deal with Fishman Pickups. Okay. So now that they've got those signature Ibanez guitars, yeah, I was gonna they say. can now I'm are going to have some have to have some new Siggies come out with uh, Sicky Fishman Fluence pickups in there because that's what they're both going to be playing. Very good guitar players. I, t- unbelievable. I, the new record I've actually listened to a lot. They have a formula I've decoded. They do like they they just play like four chord grooves for every song yeah. with different feels like sometimes but it's usually halftime but it's you know hip-hop or trap vibes going on a lot of pop stuff but oh my god they do cooler stuff with it than i might have ever heard uh, it's, it's yeah, blowing it's crazy, my mind consistently crazy technical and, and we got to see those bad boys up close and personal with uh that, that we, what was that 
what was that thing in there that we went to? It was the Mike Isinger's. Um, oh, well, the was, Incubus guy. That's yeah, right. He was one of the creators of it, or one of the endorsers of it. But it was like that. Um, you could basically mix a live band playing on the fly. If you wanted to hear more drums, you could turn it up on in your, your own phone through like an, uh, through a phone app. So. Kind of a really crazy thing, and they and so was, that's right. We got to switch back and forth between listening to uh, Incubus guy, yeah. on one channel, and then With over, his wife was playing violin, exactly, believe, which was they, amazing, and then back over to yeah, the two so guitarists like, from Polyphia, and then switch to they in like a slow like violin song, and then yeah. it was cool though. It was super cool. So yeah, they signed with Fish, Fishman. Surprised to see that, but good for them. Uh, I, you know, this is our podcast. We can do what we want. We don't normally talk about something like this right here, but I just got to bring it up. Freaking well strung. Hitting us again, dude. Make putting put breaking our hearts. Paste. <laughs> Honestly, breaking <laughs> my brain. Making me lose my words. My posting guitars mind. that I've never seen or heard of, and actually, this one it might be the first one that I've. I, I might have dreamt about it last night. I'm glad you're bringing this up right now. It is in 1969. Les Paul Custom, which I you know I've talked about wanting a 68 a lot. Sure. In fact, when we were talking about like only maybe getting one guitar ever, I even have right. said the 1968. It's a 1969, so same deal. Yep. All gold special order custom. Yes. From, but not custom shop because that technically wasn't a thing. Right. With a gold Bigsby on it too. Gold Bigsby. All gold front and back. And the black pickguard and black. Uh, Little poker chip, black pick card, poker chips, or uh, gold tuners, gold waffle back, gorgeous tuners. That's like a one of a kind guitar. Not only that, it comes with all the freaking case candy, including a copy of the ledger, like the actual ledger showing the serial number on the thing. Where do they get these wonderful toys? I don't. This is this Dave. I I told you this is the first one. I th- I've thought about like just like fuck it. I'm just gonna risk it all. Call and be like, yo, what's what is what's it gonna take? I just want to know. I don't want to know because I'm I'm gonna I've got thoughts. You're gonna mortgage a house over it. I'm gonna get rid of everything that I every <laughs> one of my guitars and get that one. Um, I mean, it. Are, are we? Do you even want to guess? I don't even want to guess. They're probably listening. I've, to this, I've, I I've got to be honest. I I have I've not allowed myself to even pursue the pursue the train of thought. It's, yeah. I, I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be 50, right? 50. I don't know. More. I was going to say a little more just because it's the rarity. It's the rarity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How much were you thinking? I was going to say like 80 to a hundred maybe. I mean, they can ask that. That makes makes me feel even worse. I'm sorry. I know. Well, let me ask you this. (sighs) I know it wouldn't be a 69, but would you ever consider getting one made that had the exact same specs from the custom shop? No. If they could do it for a reasonable. No. I am no. I want the old wood and the and the I know and the untold stories and the and the cigarette smoke and the power and lightning. I have seen a couple. Just to mention it, I mean, just to just to twist your balls a little. Just to harder. twist your balls. I have seen a couple in the all gold finish, but they were newer, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I we post we posted on our Instagram. They they made that bullion gold one for a while. Yeah, we, and it was, if not the. Top three heaviest Les Pauls I've ever picked up in my <laughs> life. It was fucking like yeah. f- it, I'm not exaggerating. I think it was 14, maybe 15 pounds. It was very heavy. That gold flake ain't light, folks. See what what's going on right now is like because well strong, you know they're they're always tugging at my heartstrings with all this mm. custom Fender stuff, mm. original custom color, oh. matching headstocks, blah blah blah. And they got you with this one, man. They they. I mean, they got me did. too, but. You don't. You rarely send me their stuff. I'm mm-hmm. always sending you their stuff because mm-hmm. it's like I'm a Fender boy, and they have t- 
tons of fenders obviously tons of gibsons too this thing you i, I was driving when you <laughs> said that to me and almost crashed <laughs> so let's just i should have been on yeah, do not disturb such a trigger warning could have been bad could have been bad that that one I, it it's, it's i love i it. can picture it i can picture it in my in my heart yeah, right now it's cool it it combines truly because I, I I you know I have a Les Paul custom that I love an old one that I you know I think is amazing. Oh, it's awesome. I've all I've had a gold top Les Paul. Not it was a good guitar. Not as amazing, you know. Yeah. But I my two favorite. I've never been able to fully say that because at one point I on this podcast we've talked about it a lot. I've said that the fifty six Les Les Paul was my gold right. top was my favorite guitar Very of all early time. Episodes we talked about that. Yeah, combine those two freaking guitars, yeah. and you get this one that That's well it. strung has somehow. Yeah, they ha- they somehow have it. They've fucking severanced my brain somehow and gotten in there and, <laughs> and figured some shit out because God, I God bless them, Folks, if you want to take up a collection for anything <laughs> for me ever, it's for this 1969 Les Paul custom. Cust- Let's go fund it. What, maybe one of one. I mean, did there, have you? I, did the, do you think another one exists? No. Fully golded out like that? No, and especially with all the case candy and stuff like oh, that. Oh, of course not. Not with all that. Did you stuff. see like the little receipt that had like the serial number? And yeah, the, like, we were the ledger. We were saying that shit. Yeah, dog. The, yeah, yeah it's, it's fucking wild. That's just. Well, yeah, it's bizarre. Well, you know, now that now that we got that off our chests, um, we got one more thing to get to here in the symphony, and it's actually something I want to dig in a little bit. Let's do I don't it. know if you've seen this, Let's dig, dog. but uh, it's that time of year again where Reverb.com releases uh, releases all of their sales figures for the year. Okay, and uh, I just wanted to get into some of these numbers and, and rankings because honestly, I find some of it. Very interesting. Please. So, where should we start? You know what? Let's let's start with the with kind of kind of the easier stuff. Let's start with the recording gear. Let's start stuff. Start with the best selling recording gear of twenty twenty two. I want to wet your whistle with this a little bit. We're going to start with just straight up all recording gear that they sell. By the way, I want you. I want to make clear the way that they rank these things. Excuse me, folks. Dave brought me a brewski. Yeah, I did. According to uh, their sales figures, where they actually give you total count of sales, so unit, not by price. So the how expensive something is doesn't influence the overall sales figures. It's just the uh, units sold on their on their site. That's mm. for all of these all of these numbers. So if you wanted to, you could back into like how in terms of just like dollars sold. Um, I got you. Something. So and I would argue just, might be an, an, an interesting way for that that to give for that for that to present that'd that be another fun statistic or cross like those yeah. two together somehow. But that's a whole other story. So this is just units. This is recording gear, best selling gear of 2022. What do you think number one? Is? I mean, I shit. I'm gonna give you a hint. Yeah, it's a microphone. SM58. 57. Although okay. SM58 is number four. In fact, uh, three of the top five are. The 57, then at number three is the mic I'm talking into right now, the SM7B, and then, as you mentioned, the 58. So cool. uh, between the, in the top 10, it is uh, 8 out of 10 is sure and focus right, as you expect. Is the old RE20 on there? RE20 comes in a bit lower on the list. That's actually number 17. So How, how high did they go up to? Uh, number 20. Okay. Yeah, for cool. most things. And uh, so, yeah, it's mostly that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, the thing that I actually found interesting in there was the uh, cloud microphones cloud lifter. 
which is uh, comes in at number 10 which is a, a, it's like a a blue rectangular box that looks like a, a small di and that's basically what it is it, it takes a signal in fact most commonly used on the two microphones you and I are speaking into right now, the SM7B and the RE20. Uh, it takes it because these are actually, even though they sound awesome, you have to really crank the input on your interface to make them sound good. They're they're super quiet. True. Yes. And if you don't have an expensive interface with high quality preamps, mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot of noise when you have to do yes, that. So are. a device like this, while also imparting its own certain sonic color, basically boosts the signal of a mic like with this. With a clean, with no noise. And exactly. Stuff. That's kind of In a cool. really pleasing way. They make that. It's one one-on-one yeah, or one-by-one. They've got different versions where there's two of them built in. There's like a rack full of four. They've got a lot. And then, and then of course, other companies. So this was, successful, this was in the it. same category as like the microphones and the, everything? We're just talking straight up recording, recording gear, gear. 2020. So were interfaces in there too? Yep, totally. And which is mostly focused, right? Uh, one of my universal audio interfaces, the Twin X Duo, uh, is on the Did list. Did the little sparks show up? Ooh, that's a good question. I not thought a, those were going to be not so Not a popular. single one. Yeah. On this list, yeah, there's a couple of DIs, a bunch of a couple Sennheiser mics, but um, mostly it's Shure and, and Focusrite. Was my nine E thirty five there? What's that? The my oh, Sennheiser. The Sennheiser. Yeah. Good question. Mm, no. Okay. It was the MD four twenty one and the E six oh nine, which I have owned or owned in both at times of my life. Cool. Now here here is where things get a little more interesting. Best selling recording pro audio gear released in 2022 so this is new stuff that came out this year and top i'm not even gonna try to get you to guess number one and two are walrus audios di boxes hmm. walrus audio the pedal company released a couple of di's this year and that is number one and two on here number three is the universal audio sd1 dynamic mic which is basically their take on the art or on the uh, sm7b okay which I thought was interesting. Uh, dude, believe it or not, number five on the list was the Teenage Engineering TX6 USB mixer we talked about, mm-hmm. which is that tiny little mixer that does like a bajillion amazing yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number five, and that's pretty expensive. That's great, but didn't that like just come out too? It, it came out fairly recently yeah. and 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 it is expensive. So I was like, I was very uh, surprised. It was surprising for me to see that. Uh, there's some Neve stuff. There's some warm audio stuff. Um, but yeah, those are the, those are the kind of the interesting ones to me on that one. Uh, now let's get into guitars, Dave, mm-hmm. because this is where things get even more interesting. So this is for guitars just released in 2022. What would you think? Do you think would you have a good? Do you think you have a good guess for a guitar? Like the guitar that came out in 2022, it had to have been it had to have come sold out, out sold the most on Reverb, which I think is a I, I really do think is a good indicator of just like overall gear popularity and sales. Like I yeah. feel like it is kind of the central place people go. Well, that's really interesting. I mean, I, and it, it, it can be something that existed, but the model is the 2022 model of that guitar. Like I would, I would guess the base six Squire base six. That there is a separate base category. Oh, would that be? I guess that would be. They've base. got the, yeah. yeah, they've got the categorized in the base mm, stuff. But yeah, I was gonna say maybe like a Squire Jaguar or something like that. Dude, okay, so I'm just gonna say number one is the PRS SE Silver Sky. Oh, yeah. Which did come out this year. That's true. And I'm not surprised as much to see that one. I was surprised to see, as to your point, Squire Classic Vibe Baritone Telly was number two. God, I don't even see those, I feel like. But, but uh, then again, I played one at CME, and it was a good guitar. Yeah. And this is, uh, I know this is just units, but this is new and used stuff. Or is this so the way that stuff? they the way that they present the numbers are, is if the transaction happened on reverb and of course people sell used stuff on there too so it's yeah that's an an interesting thing I was thinking about is 
I think I think especially in a category like guitars, it's not as much of a thing. But it could be possible that these results are skewed by the fact that something is is bought and sold a lot, which isn't necessarily a good thing. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean if it's someone's better. like selling it all the time, that means they don't like it or need it or want it. Yeah, it's not, that's not totally true, but right. it's because at a certain point, there's also volume that you have yeah. to consider. So if something like an SM57, there's just a fucking billion of them on Earth. So there's of course people are going to be selling them too. Right. Right. Okay. Cool. Good to know. So PRS SE Silverstein number one, Squire Classic Vibaritone number two, all sales. It's so funny. I don't new guitars in 2022. I can, like I can't even really think of. Last time I've seen one of those in a listing. Dude, I yeah, there. Are, I don't. The, I this, guess I don't search that either. Though. There's a bunch of Player Plus stuff on here, that including actually number three, the uh, Meteora HH. Remember that guitar? My brother has one. Oh, really? He swears by it. He digs the Meteora. He loves it. Wow, yep. that's that's beefy news right there. Uh, there, I think the one that stuck out <laughs> to me the most is number five, and that is because it is the Ibanez, as we were already talking about, the Ibanez Tim Henson signature acoustic guitar, nylon string, who is the guy from Polyphia. Oh, wow. But that guitar is still on pre-order. I was going to say, that's that crazy that it drove out. the numbers up that Number high. five on this list of new guitars, ahead of the George Harrison Rocky, uh, Gibson Adam Jones, Les Paul, some... Gibbs or Fender modified stuff. I it doesn't look like there there hasn't been enough time for the uh that new what is it called the American American Vintage Two vintage series. Two series. There's not enough time for that. I, to well, show those up I mean, yeah, I think those are. I mean, I know you can probably buy one on Reverb, but again, those just came out. Yeah, and the only ones I've seen are in the used, like the demo models. Mm, yeah. Well, because you know how you were talking about, I think a couple weeks ago when we were talking about them coming out, you're like, they can't legally. You can't like sell those right off Reverb or something like that, like a store. Oh well, stores. What is uh, that like? Map, map minimum advertised price. You yeah. can't. You can't just drop the price just to get rid right. Of it. Yeah. A vendor will drop you as a dealer if you fuck with that. Right, right, right. Uh, no, no. There's also it, this is a little harder to to probably parse out, but uh, the be- just straight up best selling electric guitars of 2022 list. Uh, again, topping number one is the PRS SE Silver Sky. It topped both new guitars and just straight up all guitars wow. sold, electric guitars sold on reverb. Fender Player Strat, number two, American Professional, two, number three. Then the actual John Mayer expensive PRS Silver Sky, number four on the whole list. A bet ahead of the Fender Jeez. Player Telly, Les Paul Standard 60s. People love those People guitars love the, and they're the doing PRS, numbies. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy to me. Uh, there is a, some squ- Squire stuff. All the all the standard players. Uh, the Squire J Mask is Jazzmaster number sixteen on the whole list. That makes pretty, sense. Pretty yeah. interesting to see that. So, uh, yeah, you're right, dude. That was the PRS stuff. Is like it's crazy to see what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I. It's cool. I mean, they, those are very good guitars. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Oh, well, actually, I've got to be honest. I haven't played the SE Silver Sky, but I've right. played a bunch of the uh, John Mayer ones, and those are yeah awesome. Uh, now let's get into the bases, Dave. Okay. Give me a guess. Number one, best-selling bass guitar, twenty twenty-two whole list. And it it does it. It's the twenty twenty-two models, or it's whenever forever. Um, yeah, I was gonna say the Squire, the Base Six. It's number one, dude. Yeah, isn't that wild? A Base Six is number one so, best-selling bass of twenty twenty-two. And and we've already talked about this a million times, you know. But I literally saw an article. I think they listen to our podcast sometimes, and it said, "Why get back?" when the movie came out is is helping sell the, sure. the squire base like why the squire base six is surging 
because of the movie Get Back. If you want to hear more about that exact idea, maybe go listen to the freaking podcast we made about it. (laughs) Or read it the day after the fucking show came out because we were such boomers about it. Total dorks. Um, But yeah, that doesn't surprise me We've talked about it a lot. The basics, Get Back, that had a huge influence And, I mean, to be fair, going back to what you were saying before about buying and selling something, because maybe... Not, not that maybe you didn't like it, but maybe you just didn't realize you, you didn't need it, actually. Um, I think, I think the, the only way I would get rid of a base six is if I got a better base six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so bad. I, I could see where it's coming from, though, and I've kind of talked about this before, where you you could get one, but if you already have a bass and a guitar, you're like, it's fun to play. But, yeah. you know, a lot of people I could see being like, well, I don't really need this thing. Yeah, some people could, with their style, could take it to a different level. For totally. Sure. But if you have a guitar and you have a bass, you're right, you, you can cover those bases yeah. if you have Jeez. to uh yeah that i don't know um, the p bass okay, is up so there. player player stuff is always going to be up so number two is the player p bass offset uh mustang pj uh squire affinity uh number five rickenbacker 4003 rickenbacker as they as they say i you know what i almost sent you one today it was the, 4, the 4004 on no Craigslist, or maybe it was re- i don't know actually one of them one but this of one two. was the uh the 4003s which is it doesn't have the binding and it's uh oh, it's got the dots no see i don't know i might like it more. i like the dots better but i, I love a, the, i love a binding on a rickenbacker it hurts <laughs> <laughs> it hurts to play it does it totally uh, chops up your that's arm. why you gotta buy an old one that's already been chapped up yeah, and then they smoothed over you do or just get yourself a little round over bit and, and take care of i'll business, just wear like an a, arm pad like a, like a builder yeah. yeah dude yeah just get james hetfield forearm bands yeah. <laughs> covered in leather i think i had those from football practice when i was in junior high my so. mom definitely made me wear forearm pads. oh i had to wear it them too so because i remember someone be, like being like saying something about it my mom's like people think i beat you you need to wear yeah. forearm pads well and, and and when i was a kid that's how they taught us to block you they blocked didn't, with yeah, the freaking yeah they didn't forearms. tell us to use your hands like that's the, the stupidest shit you do this and you just throw your oh, wrist we were like this like straight yeah like this a, yeah. or like that but uh, this, you guys can really see all could, our movements right yeah, now the, the open hand could get you a holding call so they didn't like <laughs> but anyways um that's yeah that's funny man so the the rick was up there because i was thinking about this too i think I wouldn't hesitate to buy a new Rick or like even like a lightly used one, like a, you know, 2021 or something like that. Um, Cause the vintage ones are so expensive now. They're so expensive. And the new ones are good. They're That's really what good I guitars. mean. Yeah. yeah. They, they sound similar. And mm-hmm. I know, I'm sure the purists are going to No, I, I agree, man. But uh, I played some new ones and they, they seem just as good. I, as I the dig older the new ones. ones. In fact, I was my old my old buddy, an old roommate and bandmate. I uh, had a an old four thousand one that he yeah. sold and then bought a new four thousand three, and it was actually uh, and that c- it could be because of just the life of the base. It was actually a better base than sure. uh, four thousand one was. Yeah, and then you know, obviously, it's the same kind of deal. Uh, here's one for you, buddy Bowie. Uh, what did I notice? I noticed that number seven is actually the Fender American Professional Two Precision Bass. So that has had enough time okay. to show up on this list, apparently, because uh, and which actually doesn't surprise me that much, because it seems like a really awesome bass, right? Dude, I I've, I've talked about this, but I was like, if I had to sell my sixty-two, I'd probably replace it with that instead of going to find another sixty-two. Yeah. For an he wouldn't go custom shop. No, I think custom shops are a little overpriced. Mm. Yeah, with Fender stuff, dropping biggity bombs over here, buddy. Huge bombs. Mm, uh, acoustic honestly not that much really to to say other than numbers two four and six all acoustic sonic 
on the whole flipping list. That doesn't surprise me. Why? Tell me why. Um, I I see those listed all the time, and they got a lot of promotion behind them too. I think people. That's true. That's a good they point. have really good demos. We've heard them live. We've heard them in well, on and, videos. And two of them are the actually American made, more expensive ones. Right. Only, number four is the player Telly, but the other ones are the American Telly yeah. and the American Jazzmaster. Jazzmaster, yeah. Because yeah. fuck the Strat. Yeah. Oh, but that's in my, from from my perspective always sure. mostly true. I got you. You got me. Number three was a PRS, a PRS SE. You I didn't know, know they made it. They make pretty decent, cool. especially yeah, they, especially the SE stuff is. is really and was any of the like that Gibson vintage reissue stuff up there? No, the only Gibson on the whole list is, is just a J forty five standard. Uh, not much from them. a lot of Taylor like GS mini uh, Gretsch number one is a Gretsch 90 G 9500 Jim Danny which that was is like a little one. parlory boy. oh I like yeah. that one mm-hmm. I think I would I've seen that one pop up like little sales on Sweetwater and stuff and I was like dude 200 bucks or you know something like that it'd be kind of a cool little kicker well, we'll kick as, long as, it, as long as it played good I was gonna side note um we we're totally digressing note. the fuck out of this episode yeah we haven't even gotten the Dave's docs yet that's fine we'll get there it's a good <laughs> one too so, so hold we're getting on. close we're getting if you're close. listening uh it's a good one um that g double zero you sent me today you were like it was like oh, 800 yeah, bucks yeah. or whatever one thing I just noticed when I was looking at the pictures and it wasn't in the description has this the porthole no yep, it's oh. in the photo but they don't show it from the side there's like this weird piece I could, of plastic I didn't see it i looked at all there's the a, pics a weird plastic bevel just from the profile there's no can, plastic oh no it did have it's a little got a plastic, plastic pooper bevel pooper and i was like i just can't do it mm. other than that that's a cool guitar i 100 percent take it back now man. i don't know if they I all really have do. that but the the specific one that you sent me had it yeah. and it, i just thought it was funny how they didn't list it and i read no, all the specs didn't. And I looked through all the pictures, and they didn't even have an actual picture of like, it. Like, give me a freaking picture it of was, it. It was like one side of the neck with the you know fretboard, and you could kind of see it poking. Can you out. Imagine getting buying and getting it that, that and comes. Oh, I'd with be that s- hole in it. I'd grab it and by the fl- hole, fling it out the window, fling it into the street. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. All right, let's wrap it up on pedals because yes, they also have exciting. the best selling pedals. Now we'll do just this is just pedals released. In 2022. Mm, this is going to okay. be jogging my memory. So. so, number one, I don't think in a million bajillion years you would ever guess it. I'll tell you this. Of the top ten, five fit into something that we've... Re- Gear buds have our finger on the pulse. What's something we've been talking about all the time in the effects pedals world this in 2022? 2022. Um, I mean, it's either going to be fuzz pedals or delay pedals. It's right? been delay pedals yeah. about how the all the game changing mm-hmm. delays have come out. Five of the top ten are, are all delay pedals. Wow. That's interesting. On the polls. Tell me, Dave. Number one, just wild blue. Dude, blue. I, and it's not and it's not the line six deal for Mark two, which is number three. Okay. You're never going to get it. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah. Chase Bliss Habit. Okay. Which we is did that talk like about weird. That. We have, yeah. Of course we did. But but I it's don't, like weird, yeah, goofy, weird that. granular delay thing. Yeah. Uh, number one. Number two is an Earthquaker pedal, the Special Cranker, which is there. It's a take on the Cranker, which is just like a real hard hitting boost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, I, the uh, Universal Audio 65 Dream Reverb Ooh. amp is number we five, which is surprising one, yeah. because, yeah, that one, that of those like amp in a box pedals, that was the one that I was most, I think, interested in that came yeah. out from them. Uh, both of the boss. New uh, Space Echoes are on the top 10, uh, number six and nine. Uh, but surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, the, the more expensive one has sold more. 
hmm. uh, than the cheaper one. Interesting. Uh, that Duke of Tone, which I still want to get one of those. Actually, uh, that's that's in the top ten. Uh, some warm audio or a uh, walrus audio stuff, I should say. Uh, more universal death by audio. So it's kind um, of a lot of boutique, quote unquote, boutique stuff. You, yeah, you'd say other than the boss. There's right. MXR stuff too, um, and obviously I would still put JHS in that boutique category. Sure. Uh, those are those pretty interesting. Now, overall best selling pedals of 2022, I also would never in a million years have guessed. I want you again. This is not by price. This is volume of yep. deals, which I think might come back to something we were talking about already, which is things being sold sold a lot Bottom of times sold. might not necessarily be as good of a sign as you might think. This so, one could have been. I think I might throw this one in that one that category. Give me a stab in the dark. It's an expensive-ish pedal. What would you guess is number one on the list? Um, hmm. I'm drawing so many blanks right now. I have owned a pedal from this company that I've sold, but not this pedal. And you've definitely seen it you've before. Sold it. I sold it. Oh, that makes it even harder. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Eventide or something like that, right? No, it is the Hologram Electronics Microcosm. Oh, I definitely would not have I know. That. It's it, it, it's a weird, crazy, granular delay-ish sampler kind of pedal thing that like huh. is not... If, if someone had asked me, I would have said Boss DS1, like without even thinking about yeah. it. It's just like a really cheap distortion or maybe like a Holy Grail or something, yeah. like a real cheap reverb, like... An expensive. Those are. I think those are like four hundred dollar pedals, right? Four, four no, like four fifty nine. I think. Yeah, they're not like. Oh, we can just grab them and toss them around. That is crazy. To me, I, that says. I think that says both that maybe it's being sold a lot, but also this is a lot about the pedal market and it's become yeah. a much more adventurous space. A lot of people wanted to take the dive into something new and unknown. Um, I got a question. Yeah. I, I want to ask if one's on the list because this company comes mm-hmm. to mind. I see them a lot, and I see Lay people using them. Is Game Changer on there? Mm. That's a good question. Let's they, see. They were doing some some funky stuff this Game year. Game Changer is not on the top twenty list at all. They're anywhere. not cheap either, though. So you know. And I've owned a few. Other, I've had, yeah. owned a couple of pedals. They have two pedals that I feel like no other companies do. Is that crazy sustain pedal mm-hmm. that they have? Which is just the which look I of never because I, I sold mine because I, it broke. I bought one. Oh, and you it never. Came, it came broken, and then I sold, returned it. Yeah, and I never bought another one because I forgot about its they exist, existence. You that, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I okay. bought it and I bought it secondhand. So. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, um, no, they took care of me. And then the um, and then that plasma pedal does some cool funky shit too. So that was that was the, one of the cooler pedals I've ever owned. Yeah, kind of regret selling it a little bit. It's been out but, for a few years too, right? I mean, oh yeah, several years. Yeah. The thing with that pedal is that to me, I I only liked it on top of another distortion ah, or fuzz pedal. Okay. So it was kind of crazy for me to like rationalize having a giant pedal with a fucking lightning tube in the middle of it right. on my pedal board just to put it on top of another pedal every once in a while. So that was kind of my thing with that one. But I yeah, I'm surprised that they're not on here. Number two, Keeley Compressor Plus. Hmm. Number three, Earthquaker Plumes, which is their like uh, tube screamer. Number four, Line Six HX Stomp. I was kind of surprised to see that so high up the list. Ahead of the Rat, which is next. Uh, That's the HX Stomp is like the smallest version of their multi-effect deal. Okay. Uh, Strymon Iridium, another amp in a box. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. I did the demo on that one for you all CME. Finally, number seven, DS1. This is funny. Made it. Number eight, Boss Tuner. To oh, all duh, the way to the course. bottom, all the way to the bottom. I, that would have been a good for guess for number one, I think. But the, maybe that also says something about guitar players right now. We don't, we don't care about no freaking tunies. 
Yeah, we use the little clip-on We things. got the clip-on guys, and we got a freaking yeah. HX Stomp that's got Why a donor in there. waste room on your board? Uh, Digitech drop on the list. First uh, first pedal that I... Uh, no, I'm not going to say it for surprising. But the, the, I was surprised to see this one that high. Number 10, Boss Blues Driver. Hmm. Again, of all other Boss pedals after the DS1, I guess the, t- the tuner was number two already. Tuner, uh, but in yeah. past years, top 20, you've got to have at least 10 Boss pedals. And that, those days right. are gone. I mean, right. there's, there's four or five on here, but you know, you got more Chase Bliss. The Chase Bliss habit was actually the number 12 overall. So number one oh, wow. new selling, number 12 overall. You've got JHS, you've got Strymon, you've got Ibanez, Tube Screamer is number 20. All the way at the bottom, there's, number. what did I say, number three? Yeah, number three is a Tube Screamer clone from Earthquaker, yeah. actual Tube Screamer. The consensus is 20. we like those more. I think so. Wow. They cost the same, and they're both green. That's so, so funny. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> amps. Oh, yeah. Let's get dirty. Best-selling amps released in 2022. So let's test your memory a little bit. What do you do? Can you remember anything that's come out this year that sticks in your brain? I want to because there was only one thing on here that I th- I thought of. Didn't Fender reissue a Princeton this year that was pretty badass? That's possible, but okay. I don't see it on here. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, I think they, did they do? Did I think they did a? Uh, there was something special. They did a Tone Master version. It was the, of so, the, it was the solid state. Exactly, Princeton. the Tone Master was more affordable. Yeah. Number one, Soldano SLO Mini. Oh, which is also a solid state. 30 watt head we were uh, talking about them last week and i was like didn't know they were still a- and i cut that part out of the soap oops <laughs> i might have cut that part out too sorry guys. uh yeah it's a lot of honestly it's a lot of cheap amps a lot of line six catalyst which i think is their newer like spider-ish stuff a uh, positive grid spark mini is on here the magnetone starlight which i wasn't really familiar with is number f- uh, five on the list so that's interesting kind of want to check that out and then dark glass has one number eight which is their exponent e500 they have a guitar amp uh, no, I think that I think this is, is it just guitar, all amps. Guitar and bass. Okay. Yeah. No, Dark class doesn't surprise me that. Back right to go back to overall again. Yeah. Number one. What do you think? Number one amp of uh, sold all, this year overall. overall. Doesn't matter when it was made. Uh, twin reverb. Dude, I don't even know. If there's a, Vox there's AC. No, there's no twin reverb on this whole freaking list. Dang. Vox AC thirty. Number one is the positive grid Spark forty. Dude. So my brother, who has the Meteora, he plugs the Meteora direct into. He has a, he has a uh, like a Bugera or something too. Uh-huh. He's, you know, not trying to spend a ton of money. So he has that, but he said he really likes the Spark. He yeah, loves I think, the Spark. I think you know what I think. Our, I think our good buddy Jimmy also might have a Spark. Now and I he says he it. says it's not as loud as the Bugera. It doesn't get like doesn't like you know he's got kids and doesn't shake the walls and. But it'll still shake his. I think it testes. has some. It'll shake your testes, and I think it has some built-in effects. Probably. Oh, oh it's got all the effects, bro. <laughs> it's got an iPad app that you just go bingo bango and yeah. you switch the stuff around. Uh, number one, boss. Uh, number two, boss katana. So number one and two. That's so funny. And three, Yamaha THR10 are all like they're all like those portable little... model katana fifty. I wouldn't call portable as no. much. I mean, you, it's it's light compared to most amps, but it's a, still a fifty watt banger. And they take they take pedals really well from what i understand interesting i know that they have a lot of effects built in number three orange micro dark which is another kind of interesting and then number five or i should say that was number four number five is another yamaha the thr30 which is the more wait uh, was the orange micro is that the the micro terror but the dark version like the the black one yeah but very tiny it's like a tiny one yeah yeah those are cheap it wasn't until number six which is another solid state the fender tone master deluxe reverb shows okay and then there's a fender rumble 40 which is number seven. You got a micro terror, and then finally a tube amp, the Marshall DSL40CR, which is at number nine. 
Then you've got a Tremonti. Then finally your amp, number 11. AC-15. AC-15. Then you got a Deluxe Reaver. Another, like the actual 65 reissue, Fender Rumble Mustang, Boss Katana, yada, yada, yada. Kemper Profiler coming in all the way down at number 19, but that's the only one of those bad boys on the list. I get why they put that in amps, but I feel like that also could have possibly made it in recording equipment. Well, check it out. They also now, for the first time ever in 2022, and this is where we're going to wrap this this segment out, uh, best-selling non-tradish amps 2022. Oh, it's a list. So there's a they actually give you the top 20 of the what we would now consider pedal it's a whole amps. New category. It's a whole new category, and this is the first time they're surfacing that data wow. for us. Number one, Line 6 HX Stomp. Which is not I I'm not surprised that's a, that's that's kind of that's their like three button foot switch one that's got still a big enough screen where you can do the stuff but it's still not the full massive one and people really like it they actually just came out with the big three point five update that people are freaking out about it's nice still sound really good including our good for Dan Liu uh, number two Strymon Iridium huh non traditional you have to go all the way down to number five is actually we already talked about it the Universal Audio Dream Reverb amp and a, and a pedal. Go all the way down number eight. Then you get the fractal pedal version. Uh, let's see here. Number 12, Neural DSP Quad Cortex. Number 14, Yam- or, uh, Kemper Amps Profiler Stage. Okay. All the way down there. Uh, you've got, I'm trying to see if there's a specific base. Oh, the DSM and Humble Electronics Simplifier, which is that sort of like weird mixer box pedal thing that doesn't right. have a foot switch on it. Uh, yeah. Oh, the wow. The Boss IR200 uh, shows up on the list. I'm that surprised big- to see that. Is Actually. that a, well? That wasn't even like out for very. It, long. it wasn't. It was not maybe since the summer, but it's like it's just like an IR loader. So it's like it's kind of I don't know. I I haven't heard a single person talk about that amp since we t- or amp and a pedal since we talked about it on the show. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually surprised to see that on here. And then and that's actually tied with the Tech Twenty One Sans amp GT Two. Uh, yeah, man. It's I'm actually I'm I'm excited. I'm glad that they're acknowledging the fact that this is like a totally different category and people use it in the same way, yeah. but it's a different thing. And uh, I'm, I'm not surprisingly, Line Six has been out in front of this for a long time, and they've got of the top ten. They are one, two, three, four, five, six. Six of the top ten are all Line Six, so they've got Man. that shit on lock. Yeah, there's a lot of surprises in there, but there's a lot that I'm not surprised about. So that's a pretty cool. It's a pretty cool thing. I feel like the gearbuds have been on top of it. You know, it, it was a little. It was a little self affirming. I'll say. I think we're yeah. we're definitely keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. And now it's time for me to stop talking so much and let Dave talk about a thing he watched. He's going to grab a beer for himself, not for me, because then I'll have to pee. Dave's Docs. Come on, buddy. Come on back to us and crack that brewski and tell us a story. You just let it rip. Just start pissing my pants. <laughs> start yourself a piss river. I actually told my boss about that. We were, t- I don't know, somehow, yeah, somehow we we're talking. She's cool. We, we get along. She's, she's really, she's funny. We were talking about, oh, because how like, I was just like, by like nature of where I live, there's like this long patch of grass that they just like people in the neighborhood like to take their dogs. And I, I called, I think I called it, I called it dog shit alley. Oh, that's she, great. she said that was really she's like that's funny you should write that down and then i was like wow that reminds me of actually a piss river and then i told her the whole piss river story so i don't know what episode we told that in. it might have been it might have been a super early one piss actually. river was like episode three or could have been yeah you crazy. know it's not episode three dave's docs but we're gonna do one right now speaking of old episodes what i can't believe i've never talked about this we've probably talked about it what but i can't believe i've never done a dave's doc on it 
And I rewatched it because I saw it years ago, and I'm very happy that I rewatched it. And I'm I think excited. You should rewatch it too because I'm I'm 99.9% sure you've seen it. Okay. And it's a documentary called It Might Get Loud. Oh, baby. I've definitely seen that. We've never done that on Dave's Never Docs? No, I don't believe it. I, ch- I went through the list. <laughs> I checked the tapes. You checked it twice? We've did, never talked did, about you've it. You've never been naughty yeah. or nice? We probably mentioned it and you know said some things about it. But I figured I would do a real Dave's Doc on this. And Dude, that might have been know. like episode one. Like, hey, you ever see it? Like, you loud, bro? <laughs> Four Dos Equis. Uh, <laughs> We were taking like weed breaks in the middle of the episode. Tell, okay, so stuff. tell me how how has it aged before we get into the actual yeah. content? How has it aged for you since the first time you saw it? I liked it a lot more now that I'm a wow, gear bud. Yeah. really? Yeah. Okay, now that I'm an official gear bud, I like it a lot more. I, I definitely spotted a lot more gear. Um, the gear list is like I could just go straight. That I mean, is what I'm most excited to talk about. Yeah, this, we won't get too much. Because, yeah. And, to be fair, it's not your everyday uh, documentary. No. They, they tell some backstory yeah. about. So, for people who don't know, it's featuring Jack White, The Edge from U2, and uh, Jimmy Page uh, right. of from the Yardbirds. The word of the world. <laughs> um, James Page. James Page. So, they do get into their history. <laughs> I believe it's Page. It's not like a. It was kind of hard to do a Dave's doc on it because they jump around a lot. Like they don't even get into talking about their backstories to like halfway through. Yeah, totally. But it's cool. And it opens with Jack White. Do I mean, Jack I don't White, know. I felt like, I feel like that moment could f- maybe be a little cringy now. Is it was it st- was it still poignant? I liked it. So I mean, t- I didn't go. Whoa. Tell the folks what happens. So in the, the in the very opening scene, he he nails a guitar string with a pickup mounted on it to a board. And then puts it over a. It's co- like on the porch. Yeah, he's on a porch, going through an old silver tone, which I might, I might add, is pretty cool. Give me all the gear spots. I love. Oh, we'll it. get I there. Live for this. We'll get there. Um, so there's an old silver tone, the head and the cab. You know, the one with like all the big knobs going the across 14, the front. 1480 or whatever. 64. Yeah, one of the, yeah. No, I can't remember. Yeah, you'd know it if you saw it. Um, very cool amp. So and then he puts a beer bottle under the guitar string, so it kind of uses it as like a bridge. Mm-hmm. And then he just starts going. <laughs> it's, he's running through some pedal. Too. And it's just crazy Jack White slide madness. I would say, look, I'm a fan of Jack White. I think I like the older Jack White more than the new, the brand new Jack White. I like, I, I don't mind, I don't mind the blue haired Jack White, no, but like. This is yeah, like the I mean, grungy, yeah. like badass, like kind of dresses like he's from the 30s. Like <laughs> fucking awesome, dude. So that's really cool. Uh, they show, so even in the opening credits, dude, I couldn't type fast enough and I didn't want to just keep pausing mm-hmm. it. They just show close-ups, like beautiful videography of amazing guitars, including the Jimmy Page burst, which comes up later. Mm. It's so, and I don't know if this is the same one from like Song Remains the Same. I don't know how many bursts he even has. Yeah. If it's just one. I think that's, I think there's, there's that main one and then there's like another one that he played, but there's like a Jimmy Page burst, the, the, lem, the lemon burst one that people the, love. The, 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 the burst is so worn off yeah. that you see the wood grain almost like it's flamey, uh-huh. but it's like wood grain and flame at the same time. It's absolutely fucking stunning. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's cool. <laughs> so that's cool they break out Wait, so are we gonna come back to that guitar or should we just talk we'll about come it back now? to okay. it yeah yeah. yeah yeah um so they then they talk about oh so then it's so it jumps around a lot then they jump to the edge and then they have his tech rolling in this oh my god the refrigerator that's as high as your bookshelf <laughs> that's actually the exact size we're talking it's about five and a half I think feet it's tall two of them, right five and a half feet tall well I, it's two racks yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like right, it's right. like it's almost that exact size so it's about you know three feet wide two and a half uh 
uh, five and a half feet tall. His 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 tech is wheeling it through, and he goes, "This is the brain of the operation," or something like that. And I'm just like, and then he goes, he he literally the tech literally says, "Yeah, this is where you know Edge gets all his effects. He never plays the same effect twice in like a 25 song set or or guitar. Yeah, dude ch- changes guitars every song. Does he? Oh yeah, yeah. And he has a main guitar too, which we'll talk about. He, the the Strat or the uh, Explorer, the Explorer, remember. yeah, which is pretty cool. A pretty cool story. Um, so that's kind of funny. And I'll be honest, man, I like the sound. They start. They open with "Streets Have No Name." Like they show oh, him sure. playing that clip. Yeah. And um, I like that sound of the delay. Oh, of course, it's, it's not it's amazing. Bad. Of course, it's not bad. It's just, it's a, al- it's almost been so stolen by everyone because it's such a good sound that it's yeah. been ruined and yeah a lot, for the sure dotted eighth note thing and you know he's a cheese ball too i mean he's like he's doing yoga dude we're gear boomers of course he is yeah but i i don't hate on him you know i don't love you two as, as much as the next guy but i i've actually always really liked octung baby and, and joshua tree there's i mean yeah. you can't deny there's some bangers on there but I, I've, I, I've never been a big u2 guy war was one of the first records i ever had oh i really enjoy that record it's a good rock record you're always gonna um Denmark uh okay so then they show footage of like the Zeppelin you ever see the Denmark show on YouTube it's like a black and white video all the kids are sitting like I can already picture it yes and they're doing the boom doom 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 doom. and he's introducing the band yep and uh Jimmy's playing the dragon telly and it looks so small in his I've never like noticed how small it looks well he slung it so low he slung it low but his hands are so big that it it almost looked like half a guitar it's really kind of a funny thing but he's not a very big man at all is he not tall yeah I would just assume he was like like, seriously maybe 5'8 or something wow that's funny huge hands on that guy um yeah and then they go through some of the the history I you know I won't get too much into it um they definitely talk about how well, I don't remember the name of it. Well, what's like the castle that Zeppelin recorded in the manor? Oh, uh, they, Headley Grange. Yeah, they did three records there, and of Is course, that right? yeah, I, I don't. They like didn't. That. They might have yeah. mentioned it, but there was like a lot of accents going on. So <laughs> understand what they were saying? But they did. Uh, well, what does Jimmy Page's accent sound like? He's he's British. Yeah, but his voice is all the way up here. He's British. He, he talks like this. My voice is all the way up here. Um, the cool thing is, he's the one kind of walking you through his. Uh, through his like through the manor, and he's talking about how they hung the microphones in the foyer to for the drums for Levy. Ah, uh, yes. And it's just that huge. And then they play the drums. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like boom, boom. it's so cool. Um, so he kind of shows the banisters where they hung like the mics from and all that. I thought that was pretty cool. That was cool. Uh, they definitely cut to Spinal Tap footage playing Big Bottom for some reason. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Dave's favorite movie. Best movie ever. Um, so you know, and then. Again, we've talked about this. When Jack White was growing up, he had a seven by seven bedroom. He had no bed and two drum sets, an amp and a reel to reel in there. He said he slept on a mat uh, that diagonal because it's the only way it fit between the two drum sets. I thought that was pretty cool. And they showed like the little cartoon of him like laying down and all that stuff. You like a good animated section. I love the little animated sections. When you don't have the footage, I'll take an animated. It's fun. Um, I I would absolutely always choose animated over professional actor reenactment yeah yeah always some of the best like especially a lot of the new documentaries do that a ton yeah the uh, actor reenactment unless unless it's a biopic of like the like the Def Leppard one and we watched you know you got yeah, right I'm talking about if it's just like cut to no in the middle dude, of the documentary no. get out of here that's um miss me with that bullshit the Michael Hutchins one they did that in the, excess yeah mystical yeah they had like reenactment of 
so bad. Anyways, um, nobody, you know, I don't, I didn't remember this, and not a lot of people do. Uh, Pre Zeppelin, <laughs> word on the street. I don't think people were talking about. Pre Zeppelin, did you know Jimmy Page quit playing guitar to go to art school? You, know, you, you probably knew that because you're. I, I think I don't remember that. Like he, I mean, it's possible. This that is before I, the Yardbirds and everything. He he um he basically burned out on touring. And was like, you well, know, he's doing all the studio work for years. Not yet, though. This oh, was like really? he was touring with some band. I forget the Knuckleheads or something. I had some dumb name, and they were just touring nonstop. And guys are getting sick, and you're like, was it a skiffle group, mate? Yeah, they were skiffle. And then so night after night, you're you're playing in all these clubs. You're just touring around in a van. It's shitty, shitty living. So he quit. He's like, I'm gonna go to art school. Yeah. Then he bought his first guitar ever uh didn't he meet didn't he meet J- jpj while there oh, they no. didn't mention he, it. no he met jpj doing studio work. which I'll, I'll say it again zeppelin if you're out there listening you guys need like a legit documentary please i'm new 2023 from, yeah i mean get from, fucking peter jackson on it get, get one of these that's what folks. i'm saying from a to zeppelin's a pretty good one dude i don't think they will though and i'll tell you why because they probably did some unsavory shit that they don't want to fucking have to deal with and, and reckon in the 2023 world so if, but if they condensed it like a get back type thing, I, I would I would watch that. But I bet they didn't. There's do nothing anything. condensed about get back. No, I mean like the idea of like it was this one moment in time, not like oh, their entire career. Oh, oh my god! But Can I don't imagine think they if there had... was some like yeah, some weird insider footage that just yeah. like, exists. For I'm sure some of that would have came out. Oh my now. god! Oh, don't even, don't it's even so plant funny. that thought in my uh, brain. You just you're killing me like that freaking '69 gold boy. So does anyone know what Jimmy Page's first guitar was? His first real guitar. He Dan played Electro? some shitty guitars. He played some kind of like copy, whatever. His first real guitar that he brought to art school with him every single day, and then ended up getting studio work with was a. Um, it has to be a late fifties or nineteen sixty Fender Stratocaster. A Strat, and because uh, it's the rosewood neck, so it did. Mm. It wasn't like a early early fifties. It was like 59. a yeah, like a fifty nine to sixty. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Didn't know that. Um. So then they talk about everybody's first guitar. You talk about uh, the Edge's first guitar was the Carina, the 58 uh, Explorer, mm. which is like. How is that your first guitar? Yeah. Which is funny. He said one of that. the rarest guitars on. the. There's planet. a lot of footage of him super young, like it because they started in like high school. They would rehearse in like a classroom mm-hmm. and he's playing a Strat. And I'm like, that's a Strat. Like, that's not a. He plays. But then, yeah, he definitely but then later he, he's he got. The, and I'm kind of like, I don't know if they mixed up the timeline there. But then I mean, do they I'm pretty sure they get into the 76 Explorer thing, right? Mm-hmm. They talk about how he's like, that's like his main thing is a 76. Explorer. Oh, was it a seven? Maybe it was a 76. Maybe yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a 76. And, OK. And, and then he's always like been on the hunt for them basically forever yeah. since the Karina 76 Karina's yeah which so are that's what it is the re- those reissues are fucking incredible and oh, have yeah. gotten stupidly Stupid. expensive but compared to a 58 that's uh oh show me a 58 <laughs> I don't <laughs> right. think there's even one for sale no it's uh but anyways that was kind of cool um there's a really cool scene where Jimmy Page is playing and this is so so what they're doing is they're showing little like timelines with they're kind of like in the round right and they're sitting in the round and it's almost like a like a podcast which is funny because this movie is from 2009 yeah pre like when people did that shit. it would have been a good setup for like a like how they've got those shitty pandemic movies where they figured out ways like keeps people spaced out but they didn't have to have too much exposure yeah it has it's like they're like yeah and it seems very much like yeah kind of like the paul mccartney one with rick rubin like it's very like it's very intimate you know smash mouth i know it's so good i saw another one with like a rap rap song the other day, i don't even care not Just as give good. me smash mouth. Good. um yeah if you're listening look up smash mouth uh rick rubin paul mccartney yeah anyways um 
so it's kind of cool. So they're basically talking, and then there's parts where they all kind of are pl- playing guitar or trading off parts. Sometimes they're playing together, but sometimes they're kind of just showing each other stuff. You know, Jack White's showing them like some of his riffs and stuff like that. And there's a part where Jimmy Page is playing. I'm pretty sure it's like Black Dog or Immigrant Song or something mm-hmm. like that. But it's like a you know world famous one of the most famous riffs of all time. And Jack White and the Edge are just staring at him like we're watching the guy play the riff. It's a fucking cool scene on the burst. Dude, have you ever and I agree, I remember that scene. It's a great have, scene. Have you ever noticed that when Jimmy Page especially in modern days, when he's playing guitar, he's kind of he almost kind of looks like he's trying to blow up a balloon. Yep. Like he he has the pursed lips. But it and it's but it's almost like he's like trying to prevent air from escaping his his face yeah. like he's do he does this thing where it's it's and he's like his his whatever his guitar face his focus face he's got a focus face for sure and it's definitely and it's and it's unique it is unique to yeah Jean's yeah i mean he you know even in song remains the same he's he's doing it quite a bit during especially during solos and stuff when mm-hmm. he's really like you know pr- or playing like a heavy squirming riff. squirming um so that was cool uh, okay ta- let's talk about his guitar here we go so the burst they didn't really get into the year or what it is. Pretty sure it's a 59. 59. Um, like I said, the one that he brought, especially for this show or for this, you know, movie was um, the burst is like gone. I mean, it's, it basically almost looks like the red is his left. The the red is left. The yellow is left. It's, it's tan at this point yeah. in, at this point in the film. And it's just fucking awesome. Yeah, I wonder. I would be. I would love to see if it's how much it's even aged since being so well documented in, like in twelve 15, years. Yeah, yeah, almost here, fifteen years. Ago. Um, that and there's a cool scene where he kicks on a fuzz, which they don't show it, and I get mad. Yeah, but I think what was his fuzz face was maybe his thing. I know that Jimmy he Jimmy Page or was a tone bender, bender guy. Yeah. Uh, but it could I mean you know it, who knows at, at that point could have been it could have been a maestro I don't even I don't know there's a great scene where he's doing ramble on because it goes back and forth between the clean and the fuzz mm-hmm. and it's just it's so cool and he's playing through a high watt oh and yes. so this is all modern stuff that I'm talking about here this is like they did that you know the side footage you know when they're not sitting around talking there's footage of each guy just kind of playing through amps at this mm-hmm. at this sound stage that they're recording this at um, so that's a fucking great scene let's get into the gear a little yes. bit uh, so we already talked about the slab of wood with the Coke bottle body. Dude, I got so into the gear here, I separated it by people. Wow. So Jack White's gear. Start with Jack. Uh, wood slab, Coke bottle, guitar string thing. Talked about that. Silver tone amp. Talked about that. The red airline guitar with the plastic body was his, his thing. big white stripes thing. He The reason he bought that was because they had a look. And he's like, I want to just do red and white, the peppermint mm-hmm. thing on the kick drum. So the whole dot it was a thing. whole like look type of thing. And he said something interesting, which I'm sure we've talked about on here, but Jack White likes a guitar that fights back. He yeah. doesn't want it to be easy. He wants to tame the guitar and he wants to struggle playing it. And it's interesting because I don't know about you, but I like something that just plays easy, like butter. He's like Sunday morning. He likes he likes the necks to be a little fucked up. He likes the strings to. You be... know, I want to know what's there. Like this, maybe that's why I like a slightly heavier guitar. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, dude, give me give me the free. And I play heavy strings, as you know. But like, I I I want I want a low the low the I'm Jimmy Page's camp. I want the action to be as yeah. low as it can possibly be where it starts to buzz and I just back it off a little bit and that's where I live. And, and, and that's the thing. I mean, we would probably qualify some of this stuff as like lap steel, like level guitar, you know, oh, yeah, it's, uh, this slide is, guitar. This, this would make a great slide guitar. Yeah. Like that's, you see that in an ad and run. Um, then you'll like this. He has a yellowish beige Gretsch that he played with the rack and tears. Oh, sure. Yeah. Do you know what they did to this thing? Mm-mm. 
He had it. Pissed he had, on it? He had a friend modify it. No, it, unfortunately. Well, he bled all over it. There's a, there's a scene where it's right after a show and he sets it down and they zoom in on it. And it's like blood all over the pickups. Dude, that's and happened shit. to me a few times, and like, yeah. and there's nothing that feels cooler than that. It's, after it, a show. and looks cooler. It's fucking bad. It's kind of gross. Like actually, super oh, it's gross. nasty. But right when you set it on the stand after the gig and the crowd's cheering and you're sweating, you're like, that's bad. I'm, I'm cool. Uh, so we sent it to a buddy, and I don't know the model of the Gretsch, but it was a single cut body. Mm-hmm. He had his friend oh. cut it into a double cut, so almost looks like the um, could have been a duo jet. Yeah, but it's a hollow body. Yeah, dual jizz is a hollow, hollow body. Yeah. All right, but it's but he had his friend. He talked about it, modify it, where he cut the top horn off of it, and they opened up the back, and he put a green bullet harmonica mic into it with a cable that he can pull out at any time during the gig and start shouting through the guitar pickups. In. <laughs> it's kind of fucking crazy. <laughs> I you know I don't really actively listen to like any Jack White music, but I think he's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's, I really like him. I, I mean, like everything that he does. Yeah, it's a level of brilliance I think he's for cool. sure. Um, yeah, and then his first guitar was a K Hollowbody, and he still has it, and he plays it in the movie, mm. and it's fucking so raunchy and just like rawr, 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 you know that just that that early fifties like early pickup design, <laughs> super loud. Yep, totally. So, uh, Jimmy Page. Les Paul Burst, already talked about the Sunburst, the late 50s Strat, talked about that. At one point, he's playing a red Les Paul standard, which I thought was interesting. I don't remember that at all. That's I weird. That. I wonder if it's it just for a sort second. of Lucy Just situation. for a second. Could have just been laying around, you picked it up and played it. Yeah, but you just red Strat or red, red Les Pauls red are just standard. not a thing you see that very much. Yeah, you don't. Um, so that's kind of, honestly, I feel like Jimmy Page, and he kept it real simple. I mean, not in, Nothing with the double neck? He talked about the double neck for a second, mm-hmm. and he talked about how that so that instrument became so crucial because when they wrote um, when they wrote Stairway, it was written on an acoustic, and he needed the double neck to play it live, basically, because yeah. you have to switch from the twelve to the six string, and uh, you know it. <sighs> Maybe do that. Should that be what I get, dude? Oh, I wouldn't be mad at you. Oh. Uh, you'd pull it off. You're you're a hefty because I could then finally you're sell the I could sell the east the the east wood yeah. east wood twelve string that I have. Sure. We could put another neck on the Eastwood. Uh, so edges, edges. I, we already talked Give about edges, edges giant rack, <laughs> but great setup. The pedal board that goes with it. Oh yeah, the controller. I counted the Brad, Bradshaw switch switching. System. I counted twenty seven, twenty nine. Uh, what's uh, nine times three? Twenty seven. Twenty seven switches just on the main part, and there are probably a couple at the bottom. So over thirty switches. And it's kind of like you know what those master ones look yeah. like. They're just with it's like just a, a blackboard a screen in the middle. Yeah, I don't even know if it had a screen. Probably just like it was numbers. Just, yeah, probably had some tape yeah. on it or something, but like it was just, you know, the little switches. Thought that was pretty cool. I feel like that would take a while to really memorize where everything was. But, yeah, that'd be tough. Um, obviously, the Explorer. Uh, he's playing a lot of guitars in this movie. Yeah. Uh, an aged white Les Paul custom, which is <sighs> one of my favorite guitars. Of and all that's time. the thing with him is he. Great taste. I can. I can. Oh, incredible guitar taste, of course. I can picture him with all those guitars too. Like there's some guys where it's like, Oh, I'm always going to picture James Hetfield with like an Explorer or whatever. Even though I know he plays other stuff, but like right. I can actually like the edge actually like he played a Strat. He played a Tele. He played. Yeah. I he doesn't have like a, a signature. Of course the Explorer. There's right. I mean, he like he had the Les Pauls like that. I, I can picture him with all that stuff. Yep. yep. Acoustic. 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 Uh, they didn't really did they I bet they didn't really do much acoustic talking I mean the movie's called it might get loud at the very end not really make much sense it's kind of a dumb part at the very end they're learning they all have acoustics and they're learning um, 
<laughs> uh, take a load off, Fanny. Oh, the band? They're learning the band. The weight. The weight, thank you. And it's kind of funny because they're like, there's a, a cool part because this kind of brings you back to like, oh, they're just human, where they're learning it. And they're obviously all looking at like music. A tab, uh, like ultimate Tabs or yeah, chords or something. And he's like, oh, that's a B minor, not an E minor. Like he's just like, oh, I always thought that. And then they play it and he's like, oh, okay. That's humanizing. Yeah, it's cool. They're all looking at each other and laugh. Hmm. And I, I like that kind of shit. So that's pretty much the rundown. Uh, also, the Edge plays a Gibson SG Standard, a Vox AC30, a 70 Strat, an orange OR80 with black Tolex. And of course, a Gibson Les Paul Gold Top, which I don't know. They didn't show it long enough to be able to tell. Ooh, did it have P90s? No. Humbuckers. So if it's a real one, then it's got to be 57, maybe 58 ish, yeah. but probably. 50. Or maybe a, maybe a re- they wouldn't buy a reissue. Would I don't they? know. He's the edge. He's at the edge. Re- He's playing in the his edge like, reissues guitars. That he doesn't buy reissues. He has this like they show him playing in his like jam room, you know, at his home, yeah. and there's literally just like the ocean outside, and it's just like it. But it's like maybe like a canal. It's beautiful, and it's just going in the background, oh. and I'm like. It's all glass windows looking out. And Probably like, soundproof. Oh, dude. And he's just like, he's like, you know, he's got stacks of AC30s and all these amps and mm. really cool stuff. So I said, yes, maybe the gear buddiest stock out there. Okay. I think, I think it might be. There's not a traditional. Other than like the pedal movie. The pedal movies. Oh, that's probably number. They're in a way tied uh, to me just because this is guitar focused. That's pedal yeah. focused. I do like the pedal movie because it has the timeline of the beginning of the pedal to you love a timeline Love a timeline. This one jumps around a lot. So that threw me off a bit. It's not hard to follow. It just yeah. made it hard for me to take notes and do it. Do like, oh, wait, now they're talking about Jimmy again. Sure. Hold on, I go back here. Um, the three way jam parts are cool. I did think this. I feel like when they were jamming together, because there's a few times where they're all playing yeah. like, uh, you know, red stripes or uh, whites and red stripes. When they're all playing a white stripe song, uh, red polka dots, or they're all playing, you know, um, like a U two song together, immigrant song. I think they, I think they jam. They on all jam song. each other's, music, yeah. you know, famous songs. Could he used a drummer? Not gonna lie, little, 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 little uh, all over the place. What about cool little pushy. to just have? It, it wasn't even that. It was just missing. I don't know if you ever, last time you sat in a room with three guitar players playing yeah, electric guitar. Right. It's uh, it was I mean, it's obviously a lot of mid range going. Obviously <laughs> fine, and awesome because they're like three of the greatest in the world. But the cool thing was, it was like, yeah, they could have just had a guy off to the side, just keeping <laughs> totally. the beat, or you know, just tapping Able a laboral junior in the corner. Yeah, just a kick drum once in a while. So I thought that was funny. Now here's a thought. Um, I did think it got a little cheesy introspective, especially with the you know the YouTube stuff. He's like, whoa. We just never wanted to be a band, but that's just the way it worked yeah. out. I'm like, okay, shut up. Relax. Yeah. Um, major rewatchable potential. I feel is like... It, is it on a thing still? Is it on Netflix? I watched it on Xfinity. Okay. But I'm sure you can just find yeah. it on Amazon. If it's like four bucks, just buy it. It's so worth it. It's so fun to watch. Um, I was thinking of this. Last thought before I uh, stop. Why? Why not make a sequel to this movie with three different guitar players dude it has major franchise potential yeah and keep we it rocking we don't have to go crazy but like this it came out 12 years how uh, about it might get loud fucking shred edition how about it might get loud modern edition sure like you could, could do that you, there's all sorts of because this was like the rock this was like the rock one right yeah right i mean i guess i mean it it, it, it does sort of encapsulate 
30 40 years ish yeah. but still yeah you could you could get hyper focused on it but it would be i fun. do kind of like the fact that it is that it was sort of spread out but you're dude you're right i would love a sequel who yeah. has the rights let's call them. i know right and and, and the yeah I, and i was trying to think in my head i mean we don't have to get too much into it because we should move on but i was i was like who would it be and that's a que- that's maybe a question for another episode but like you know who would it be <clears throat> i'm going would kirk hammett be one of them no not good enough I Kirk Hammett is Kirk Hammett does best in the context of Metallica. True. And I, I let me and let me preface by saying this. All three of them, whether whatever you think about any any three of those guitar players, they did a good job of choosing those or casting those guys to do this movie mm-hmm. because they're so different. Like their styles are all completely different. Jack White likes to fight the guitar. Jimmy has like this bluesy background. Oh. Edge loves all these effects. That's a, that's true. They they fill in the gaps. They all fill the gaps, but they all cross over at the same time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that it was hard for me to think, and you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know, bro. But if you guys are out there listening, yeah. we want another one. Let's all Bonamassas. Just three. Just three <laughs> Joe copies. Joe and two holograms. Well, I give. It might get loud. Yeah. Nine, nine out of ten guitars. Wow. Yeah. That's a strong score right there. Very strong. Okay. Well, if, well, for our listeners who usually listen, I usually go between seven and ten, so it's kind of like, you know. Yeah, I, I, I would like to know what the lowest rated Dave Stock of all time was. <laughs> I, well, maybe Shania. It was Shania. Okay. Not, but I think that, that was not, a, non-Shania. Wasn't that the episode that, that broke the, it broke anyways? I who knows? Yeah, Pro- I think you're right. I yeah, think, yeah, you're right. So it never it never got out there. Okay, of the official documented. We got to figure I out what know. that would be. Because I, I don't I don't put the ratings on my spreadsheet. You don't want to. You want to. You don't want to do it. I don't because I, I might watch them again. Yeah. Wanna, you know. But anyways, go check nine it out. out of ten. I almost wanted to say nine point two out of ten. It was it was that good, dude. It was fun. It was a it was a hard A minus. I think our Gearbud fans would love it. I think so too. We're gonna love this episode because there was so much beef that we've had so far, and that's that's great. But actually, it works out because there were literally only two things that we needed to talk about in future gear today. One of them, I'm fucking so stoked about, dude. I almost want to yell to the heavens. I'm so excited about it. Really? Yes. Eventide has announced the H90 harmonizer pedal, which is. The H9 pedal, which you know and love, the the white one that's on a million, yep. everyone's professional pedal board, one effect at a time, multi-effect, has been updated to do two at a time. And not only that, the biggest problem everyone has with the H9 is that it's really designed to be used with the app. There's so much potential and, and power built into the thing. Sure. But you kind of either got to use the computer app or the phone app. To, now, finally, there's freaking knobs I was going to say, us, us geezers, don't, we don't like, I mean, I don't have the time. So here's the deal. 62 effects. Uh, the other thing that I want to say about this, by the way, previously it was this tiered model where you could buy like the cheap version and then like buy more effects to bring sure, in or sure. then like, oh, there was a middle version and then there was like the max that came with everything. They've done away with all that boosh. It's all there now. You buy the fucking thing and all the things are there. Love it. Uh, it's got also, so not only does it have all the effects that are originally on, and, and, and I should say that not only is it the original effects, they've all been, uh, everything about it, like the uh, fidelity, all the, pr- the programs, they're all been upgraded. There's way beefier hardware in there. All the, all the programs are updated to be sound f- higher fidelity and better and yada, yada, yada. Not only that, there's stuff added from the H9000 harmonizer rack unit, which hadn't, hadn't previously been in Ooh. there, which is very nice. Uh, they've also 
built a bunch of brand new stuff, including something called Polyphon, Prism Shift, Even Vibe, Headspace, Bouquet Delay, Wormhole, Weed Whacker. They've updated not only all the delays and reverbs, but you know there are some fuzzes and things in there too, and then that, that could be something that you're interested in, dude. So there's all that. There's one called Weed Whacker, which I think is funny. They've also now <laughs> added the th- three vintage rack mount sounds. So there's like the SP2016. There's a number of vintage, the Harmonizer H910, very specific even tied rack units, vintage units that aren't have now been modeled and put in this thing, including uh, the Instant Phaser, which is an authentic emulation of the same phaser that Zeppelin, who we just spent a whole bunch of time talking about, used on Cashmere. Uh, there's the Flanger, which is an authentic emulation of the world's first studio Flanger, and then the which I already mentioned, SP2016 Reverb. Uh, that those are big deals. Those are those are amazing sounds that we didn't have in pedal boards before, and now Dude. we do. Dude, okay. Here's the other thing. It has There's more? It, there's more. It has four inputs and four outputs. Really? So you can do either mono, stereo, dual mono, stereo, dual mono in and out and but also you get freaking sends and returns. So you can now say you want to create a patch that has both uh, one of their crazy fuzz sounds and then also a crazy reverb sound, but then you have two other pedals of your own that you want to p- to put in between those two sounds you can send out individual sends and returns of those integrate them directly into the pedal itself Holy and then shit. have i mean at whatever whatever your heart desires whatever your heart desires mixed in in multiple routings including series and parallel so rather than just like straight into each other next to each other and blended which is a completely different thing and and you can do that with all of the internal effects as well changing the game it's wicked dude one other thing that i think is super wicked you might think well it has this dual engine it can probably only do two effects at once which means that if you wanted to have spillover with your trails of your effects that wouldn't be possible Oh, contraire, mon frère. Oh. It can actually run four algorithms at once, meaning that you can do a crazy... You can have a fucking looper. It has a looper built in. You can have a looper running, another thing going, spill over into two completely separate effects or whatever you you want. It's wild, dude. All controllable via MIDI or just on the the front of the pedal itself. It has some interesting things, and, and we like to talk about interesting switches around here, yes, and I do. noticed that. So it has three foot switches, and then it has three LEDs above those foot switches. Ooh. Those LEDs are actually also buttons that you can press. Dang. And so the way that's set up at like one of the modes, for instance, one of like the leftmost switch, foot switch, is just like turning the full, um, the full, but, program on and off right and then foot switches two and three turn the individual effects on and off you can also then just instead of doing you doing it that way you can also like you can program it you can you can program any switch to do whatever you want or any button to do whatever you want but you can then just turn the effects on and off individually by pressing the leds on and off it's really it's really neat there's the, there's a lot of really cute little touches in there greatest pedal ever invented uh, and and i mean if you've ever used one or heard one i mean you've definitely heard one because yep. they're all over the place but if you ever used one they just sound so good they've also brought in all of those like because they have those uh, two foot switch six knob pedals that have come out the triceracorus ultra tap delay micro pitch and black hole delay those have now all those sounds have also now been brought in Jeez, so it's man. everything's all the existing <clears throat> existing elder algorithms have been improved 
they brought in all the stuff from like the computer plugins. This is just like the ultimate eventide pedal that's ever been made. It's we might find the contender for the 2023 most sold pedal. Yeah, which is unfortunate for them that it came out in 2022 because yeah. they would come off that list. Right, but, right. Uh, it, oh, but and fine, I should, the last thing I should mention, it also has full expression pedal control, so you can plug in either an actual expression pedal with like a, a rocker, mm-hmm. a, a foot switch, or up to another three button foot switch, so you can control. Oh, come on, so many different freaking things. All of this. What do you think it costs, Dave? What does the original one cost? Well, that like we were talking about, it had the three tiers. Yeah. I can't remember offhand. I think, They weren't cheap, right? No, certainly not. I want to say that the cheapest one was around maybe 400 and the most expensive one was around maybe 600 or yeah. something like that. This has to be... I, I can't... I wish I knew. I can't remember I'm going to say 900 bucks for this thing. $899. Dude, I was actually going to say $899. I just didn't feel like... Around doing the prices right thing, like pricing right, dude. Love that you nailed that. That's you, so cool. Right, the nail on the head. You can for you can buy one of these for more than two of the other for less than two. And of you the could other also get cost. rid of like a shitload of pedals if you had. It. I say this about something on every episode. There is no doubt that I'm getting this. Well, we were talking about a multi effects pedal last week, maybe. Or we're talking about them every freaking week. The, well, we were talking about oh, the analog Morley one, which I do like. By that. the way, our new friends on Instagram they went out, went ahead, oh, and very cool, us and love love to talk. Shout to out those to Morley. Folks. Um, but this thing, come on, dude. even dude, it's the H ninety. Everyone, it's everyone's gonna get one. Yeah, it's gonna be a staple on every board. I don't think that they're available yet, but certainly pre order uh, is available. And all the, the, it was just, I think yesterday, maybe the like review embargo was lifted and everyone, all the reviews came out and everyone's just like, Oh my God. Right. But Oh, also <clears throat> before we get to the last thing, I just noticed that the Maris LVX delay pedal, which is so much more than delay pedal. As we talked about, go find that episode and listen to it. Uh, that's finally out in the wild. Ah, been, nice. we have, I've been waiting. That was honestly, if this even died and come out, I might've just already. Yeah. You might have, yeah that, I remember you got real excited. <laughs> I about got that real one. excited about that one. I, who knows? I can still get both. Last thing we're going to talk about here because this is a fucking beefer. Uh, <clears throat> we were talking about them already because you just got the freaking clone. Maestro added five new pedals to the line. And they just re-released the uh, reissues. We talked about the first five that came a out while ago. a few months back. Yeah, I don't know when that back. was. Mm-hmm. They've now updated the line. Originally, it was headlined by the... Uh, the fuzz, which is the FZM, uh, they also had the overdrive, distortion, delay, and, and chorus okay. in the first run. And you'll remember they were all either like one; they were all around 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. All sort of looked the same color. Uh, same I, I three remember I wasn't knobs and, the, and switches. Uh, you you didn't love the graphic design. Didn't love the design, but you know. Uh, okay, let me just ask you: Do you find it boring when brands do that, where it's just like not even and specific to the design itself where they just like pick one design and then just only change the colors do you like that or do would you would you prefer i look at it both art? ways i think it's smart because oh, then of course sure anybody looking at your board's gonna go oh they're you know maybe they're sponsored by them or they Branding. just only yeah. they love that brand and that's what they buy but from uh somebody who has to stare at my board all the time i kind of like having a bunch of random shit on there you know yeah i i prefer the unique like i love what like you know walrus does or like it makes sense for me for boss at their scale but i don't think maestro is trying to be boss with those pedals so you know i would i would think that 
I, I don't know. This is just one man's opinion, but they might want to go a little more unique with each pedal to try to, to have something to set them well, apart. Well, especially a bit. because those ones that came out in the 70s or whatever it was. They don't look like this. They were all pretty unique looking. You know? Well, they were those big, weird metal wedge things with yeah. wheels on the sides and stuff <laughs> like these. The new ones are not, they don't yeah. look like that. So, either way. What do they got? What did they come out with? Though? Well, let me start off with the strongest one, which is the, the main complaint we had about the original line, which is that they didn't do the phaser. They have now done the phaser. Okay. So it's the orbit phaser descends from the original Maestro PS1, one of the first uh, phaser pedals ever produced in the 70s. They've re-engineered it and tailored to the demands of today's players. Uh, so basically they've added, I think the original was a four stage phaser. They've put it on that. Like they all have three knobs in one switch, like one extra little switch on this one. You can switch between a four pole and a six pole phaser, which is sort of the update here. Uh, I think the other thing is that the other one, uh, the original was known for having a little bit of a, a signal drop it got a little quiet and i think they've they've addressed that made a little boostier cool. here uh but it, you know I, I so i should say I, I i watched a few demos of all five of these pedals and they all sound good yeah they all sound meat and potatoes are you excited about the phaser no <laughs> uh i'm not excited about a phaser ever really okay i fair. mean they're they're a good pedal but yeah. i've got uh a, i've got enough phaser sounds in my kemper to last me a lifetime sure sure uh, but uh, maybe someone proved me wrong i don't know uh, it's got with feedback and rate what you'd expect to find uh as far as phasers go pretty self-explanatory just does the thing but it sounded really good uh the, there are four other pedals in the line which uh, they're all the, the thing about i and again i watched multiple demos and like spent some time trying to like get excited about these it's just the most like good basic nothing setting it apart right. line of pedals because it also has uh the what they call the arcas compressor the titan boost which it's uh, you're not gonna get me out of bed with a boost nope uh the mariner tremolo and the agena envelope filter which i you know envelope filter Envelopes, is that's something that that's maybe the nice most unique of the yeah group. for sure uh but even that's still yeah then what are you gonna do um, just Garcia, bow, wow, wow. Uh, which is cool but uh, again like i i think uh, there's something missing with this line of pedals i know that they have there's they're known for the maestro fuzz you just bought a freaking clone of it yeah they're known for the f the phaser they've now addressed both of those i just want something i don't know i want them to push it a little it's bit, not outside the box at all no it's real inside the box which, inside the, which, the enclosure which and in this world today when there's hundreds of pedal makers who yeah. do who do all kind they stack tones and make all kinds of crazy shit and you've got the you've got the original circuits you've got the maestro thing do something new with it I, push it a you little know, bit i don't predict these are gonna sell that great i yeah, don't, I don't think so it's gonna be more of a nostalgic thing i think for people yeah. you know it's like how uh, orange you know they reissued those those three nostalgic uh yeah the compressor the phaser and the fuzz or whatever the other one was yeah. and it's like cool but they were all the same look mm -hmm. they didn't they literally if from five feet away you couldn't tell which one was which right. you'd have to know on your board yeah the only thing the each one of these pedals has a unique color that's yeah and, I, all the same and I do I, yeah i can totally and i think they have like that. a little maybe a little logo in the bottom right corner that's a little different that's cool yeah yeah um but yeah going back to like the original like maestro phaser mm -hmm. dude that thing looks crazy it looks like a it looks like that's a one if you had an intruder that you'd want to sling at <laughs> yeah no shit sure. but yeah it looks like a uh, a cassette tape player it looks like crazy it's like a big long <laughs> rectangle but it but it's also wedged like yeah come, yeah to a point oh that's yeah the first one i'm thinking i might be thinking of the are you thinking one. of the one that's With like the plastic it, buttons on it where it like flips up yeah oh yeah i know what you're talking about yeah. exactly With like yeah, the colorful where it's got a big it's got a big foot pedal on there and then it also so, yeah. flips up and it's got like weird organ looking slider yeah, controls dude. on the top those are gnarly uh yeah i like that kind of shit yeah, i don't me know too. why not remake that give me thing? some of that but i mean maybe someone should mod the new pedal into one of the into the, a giant goofy enclosure and see if it sounds good it is funny though man just thinking about it like 
pe- the people who are going to buy these, in, in my opinion, are either just hardcore fans of the brand. Which are kind of just like Gibson fans. I don't know if like Gibson, like Les Paul fans are also just like maestro fans. Yeah. And if they are, they already got the fuzz. Because that's what they would have wanted. Exactly. So, you know, that or the, or the, or the, the older gentlemen who, uh, who are the real boomers who had them when they were kids and sold them and they can't, they don't want to, you know, pop for a uh, fully priced one. They're just really, and also even if you, even if not a price thing, the originals are just like really inconvenient pedals. They're just like big giant weird things, which are cool, but also not a stomp box that you want. I'm probably not going to get one. Yeah, I don't think so either. But the, the, I do still kind of want the, I mean, the, the, you can get the, I think it's, the the fuzz is going to sound the same as the one that you just got from Stompworks. Yeah, I'd love to ABM. Hey, my, what do you, what do you think these are costing? Um, There's a range, $10 in between. Yeah, I'm going to say there's five. I mean, I'll just say between like 130 to like 180 or something like that. No, it was $10 in between the range. From per- oh, for all of them. Yeah, yeah. For oh. for the for this for these five. Oh, yeah. I was maybe like 130 to 140. So close, bud. 150 to 160. Okay, yeah. So Yeah, 149 you know, to 159. Yeah, I'll get mine on sale. Wait for the wait for the wait flipping market. Discount card. Dude, I can't talk anymore. We've just done so ha, much talking. Dude, holy crap. I just want to say thank you, man, for the short notice late yeah. night Thursday. Uh, it helps me a lot. And, you know, honestly, that was a fun one, man. That was a real fun one. A lot of beef to chew on there, I hope, folks. I hope they're still out there listening, man. I think they might I be. I bet they are. If you are, we're thankful for that. But also, if you are, why don't you go make some music? <laughs>